Well, 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 hello everyone, and welcome back to the What She Podcast, episode 84, where Alana and myself will be discussing, breaking down, and there wasn't really anything to freak out about this episode, so we'll probably just be pretty chill. This will probably just be a pretty, yeah. uh, you know, vibin' uh, episode, but yeah. we will be talking about Critical Role Campaign 3, episode 30. And on a real note, holy shit! That- <laughs> holy shit. Uh, we got a, uh, what? Uh, what? we got a, uh, uh, oh, we got a, a city, a city on the moon, there's a city on the moon, Lewdness is back, um, oh, fuck me, Keyleth's around, chilling, we, we got a, we got a lot to, to go through and break down, uh, we've got a lot of theories building up, we've got a lot of theories and stuff that were confirmed, um, mm, yes, that was really good. There was there was a lot of a lot of things because it's always exciting when there are things that happen in the episodes that we've talked about and theorized collectively, yes. and then they they turn out to be true. And it's like yes, we we thought this into the universe, and it, and it and it came to be. It came to I be. Feel, I feel like it's it, that's wonderful as well. But it's also the last two episodes have been exhausting. In oh terms yes. Of, information overload i feel like matt heard people saying that campaign three wasn't that exciting or nothing was happening he's like hold my dice and he's like (laughs) like i'm just gonna give them everything Mm -hmm. um it's yeah it's been a lot it's been a lot and and it's last episodes and it has been a lot but it's not that all of this stuff has come out of nowhere like Mm, there has been been like build up for a yeah. lot of this stuff that's happening, especially with Rudis. I mean, you could consider Rudis being built up since campaign one, really. 100%. Um, yeah. And so getting that was pretty big. Um, there's a fucking a city there. I mean, that's just what it appeared to be because there are still yes. theories going around that it is a prison still. So. Yes. Do we think that maybe it wasn't a city, that it was more maybe like a facility or something? Like a lab, perhaps, or I, something? I feel like Matt wouldn't have described city. It, yeah. He would have said buildings, or he would have said, you know, structures. Mm-hmm. I think he said city because it's a city. Um, so then... Whether or not that means it's inhabited and that there's, right. there's denizens, um, it could just be an old, ancient, what-the-fuck-we-don't-know kind of city. Um but I feel like it, it suggests some kind of life on the moon <laughs> or whatever that means. Right. And um, so that bring that raises so many questions because initially <laughs> I had only thought that it was, you know, a prison. Nothing inhabited yeah. the planet. But it's uh it's perhaps has civilization on it. Now that doesn't mean that it's still not a prison. Yeah. Um, yes, I still think it is. But now we have to wonder <laughs> Who lives there? Is it just mm. other Rudis born? Is it uh, people who are condemned to the fate, the same fate that um, mm. caused you know the god to be imprisoned there, like their worshippers or something? I- I'm not sure. It's all speculation right now at this point. Um, it's so good though. It's like it is. it's like the first bit of kind of solid evidence. Like, I don't know, we know Ruidus is weird and stuff's been going oh, wrong yeah. with Ruidus and we also play it up quite a lot on this show, but <laughs> it's nice to have like some confirmation that there is something fucky happening on Ruidus and mm-hmm. 
we're going to figure out what it is. Hopefully, we're going to figure out what it is. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not just all in our head. Not all. In yeah. Our yeah. Head. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Vindication. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But what I want to bring up, I can't remember if this was a theory that we had talked about or a theory that's just mm -hmm. been popping up, but I've I've heard heard talk of how mm. what if Ruidus isn't even of this plane? Because Ooh. if Ruidus is able to transcend planes and then appear also in the Feywild, what's mm. to say that that's not also what's happening here in Exandria? Like, what mm. if Ruidus is actually located on a different plane? It's just also entered the material plane and the same way as it's entered the Feywild. And that's kind of how it like waxes and wanes a little bit. Like yeah. sometimes it disappears throughout the year, doesn't it? Like it's only visible sometimes throughout the year. Ooh, I like that theory. Yeah, where would it be though? Like I don't know. That then that's the other thing. Like where then it is it actually? The abyss or like You would think if it's only just kind of starting to appear in the Fey realm though, and seemingly because we think it's because, you know, Fern was born under it and then it was, they moved into the Feywild. Mm -hmm. You would think that it's something to do with, like, the material aspect or within the Divine Gate, but we don't, the only other place is Shadowfell. Yeah. But we don't know if Ruidus appears down there, but it's always just, it's always just been, I think, you know, recognized as being something from the material plane, like, it mm -hmm. just appeared during the founding. Um, yeah, and it's likely that is the case that it is of mm. this plane. I do like that though. That's a nice theory. Mm -hmm. But then it's oh man, they just need to get to like they need to get to EOS so they can yes. like, learn more about all this stuff. But now, not to jump ahead, there are still now other things that they still need to do here before they can actually move on. Yeah, uh, we will. A lot happening. We will get to. We will. We will get to all that because let's not also forget. Uh, <clears throat> our boy Ludinus Deleth is back, um, <laughs> working with Odahan, who is a Rudus born. And this was another theory that I was like, yes, vindication. Like, because I, w I was, I was saying, and, and you know, we, we were having this discussion where I was like, okay, if Apogee solstices are yes arriving, 100% other powerful mages are probably mm -hmm. aware that it's going to happen. So what are they going to do when it happens? Like maybe yeah. there's some kind of a checks and balances of like mages, mm -hmm. like powerful mages being like, hey, this, this is coming up. We got to make sure everyone's in check. No one's doing some shit. But now yeah. who's obviously not going to adhere to that policy? Fucking Ludinus. Yeah. Who's going to check in on Ludinus? Yeah, if he's yeah. already the top dog. like. Mm -hmm. And Man, so no. having, having oh, the confirmation of Ludinus being involved was like, hell yeah. Like, that totally makes sense that he would be involved. But now, why is he not involved independently? Why is he working with Odahan? Mm. Maybe, maybe she went to him. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, because if she's the one that's Ruidus born and the one with the interest in Ruidus, maybe she and the Unsealed Court or whatever, they sought him out for kind of... Um, for help like needing this powerful thing i saw a really good theory that someone suggested was with trent gone the mm -hmm. um oh the volstruckers were probably gone as well so the service oh. assembly needed a new form of assassins so oh. they used the gray assassins like perhaps that's how the connection to the Feywild came in they're like mm -hmm. oh well we need we need a new form of protection here um 
I, I saw that. It was like a little mini theory, which I thought was really neat. But him coming back is concerning, and I can see um, someone in chat just said, yeah, Logan, saying like how he caused the problem, like the major problems in all campaigns. Um, this guy's been just sitting around for a while, and I'm excited for him to come back and actually, you know... What was what was his tie to Campaign One? I mean, well, he was part of the Cerberus Assembly in Delilah Barrowwood. Was the yes. Archmage of Antiquity, and right. she got fired by the Cerberus Assembly. Um, which she's around. She's hearing all this. She's always present. Yeah. I can't imagine she's not. Which is good, at the very least. If Ludinus the Left is our enemy, um, it might align the party with Delilah in a positive way for a little bit. But enemy of my <laughs> enemy is my friend. Exactly, um, but it's uh, it's concerning because he is very powerful and very yes. influential. He's also connected too to the idea that um, what is it? Uh, Ashton Ashton's surgery Ashton's yes. repair job was yes. with the the the, the liquid the yeah, Luxon liquid the, the potions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which where did Gianna Hexen get that from? Probably from the Cerberus Assembly. Yeah. Probably from Luminous. Yep. So there's another connection there. This is why we need a corkboard, Nico. Yeah, I, I know. Cork <laughs> board that I can set up here yep. and we can keep adding things to it. Yeah. But it is wild how many connections are happening with with just this little thing and this little yeah. callbacks of previous campaigns. And that's Man. why again I will I will continue to preach my like constant theories because it feels more and more likely that they're coming true like remember the longest yeah. time i was talking about like a second calamity coming around yeah Maybe yeah that happens let's go I'm talking about how campaign <laughs> three may may be like the end the, the last campaign that they have for live shows and so or like for for broadcasting and so they might go all out by bringing in all of the other elements from the previous campaigns mm -hmm. for like one final yeah. hurrah like there are so many different connections and i know um mm. people want campaign three to stand alone but all bets are off as mercy said i think we need well again it's their game it's their game so i shouldn't say we need but mm. i i would say i think it's fair to expect um mm. a massive crossover um mm. because of all of these different connections from the previous campaigns like it's it's insane i think how many direct connections we have I th I'm not sure it would work out like a direct crossover in the sense of like, oh, you know, suddenly this party's there and or like you've you've worked with this party and now this band of famous adventurers are here before you. I think it would be maybe more like, um, you know, they're dealing with it in their own yeah, places. Yeah, like behind the scenes sort of type uh, stuff, yeah. Because this was like, I mean, we had a little bit, little, little tiny bit of Keyleth in Campaign 2 mm -hmm. just with um, her mother returning and we see the glimpse of her. This is the first time we've heard her speak um, yeah. outside of any Campaign 1 media, which is really exciting. That was, yeah. not to jump ahead, but I'm jumping ahead, but that was really, really sweet. Um, it and it does also kind of like raise the alarm bells for her and potentially other members of Vox Machina mm -hmm. or part of the council even. Um, you've got Alora, you've got Kima, you've got all these other capable people that might take on the job that aren't, you know, the retired <laughs> leaders of Whitestone mm -hmm. or that aren't, you know, businessmen in Marquette. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Vox Machina might technically be disbanded in the sense of they're all retired, um, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if there were more kind of little crossovers of, you know, people, people appearing or hearing word of people doing stuff. 
um, I think the more likely crossover is things like the, um, the Cobalt Soul and Bo and maybe yeah. Caleb and things like mm-hmm. Essex or Yusa. We said we wanted Yusa and we got Ludinus. It's not <laughs> fair. <laughs> not quite. Not quite, Matt. We were, <laughs> wrong elf. <laughs> yeah, wrong one. Wrong yeah. one. But there, there is still a potential of maybe Yusa coming coming back around. Um, yeah. But yes, the, the I'd Cobalt like to Soul see definitely... Not like huh? I, I'd like to see Yusin not be like a handicap. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's just like powerful wizard gets himself trapped. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. like okay, Yusin, come on, show, show us what you got. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. shift into your gold dragon form. We know you're yeah, a gold exactly. dragon. Like, come on. Yeah. 100%. Stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> uh, but again, with speaking on like crossover and stuff, it definitely seems like Cobalt Soul could be could be mm-hmm. an option. Um, yeah. Now, whether or not Bo makes an appearance, because I'm pretty sure she's probably still going to be based in Wildmount. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean the Cobalt Soul wouldn't get involved if, like, widespread news got out that Ludinus was trying to pull some power shenanigans again. Yeah. Because um, so, the Cobalt Soul was a part of that checks and balances in Wildmount. We so. we don't know the state of the Cerberus Assembly. That either, like. Yeah. Um, I think Liam Liam said like literally as he was talking about Ludinus and talking about Wildmount, said about like you know correct me if I'm wrong, but the king's still in charge, right? Like, um, and Matt confirmed that. So the king King Dwendal's still still hopping around. Yeah. But we don't know the extent of what's happening with the Service Assembly because they brought that information to the king, but you know the Service Assembly are. Yeah, you know, experimenting on people and mm-hmm. you know working with Jorhas. Like, what, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. There might have been major changes there. Um, we don't know. So just, could it, could it be just... maybe like a bit of a fall fall from grace that Ludinus is going through? Like, he's being put in check, and now, what if he's trying to plan like a coup or something? Like now a takeover, like connecting with these Rudis born. Yeah, that's cool. I like Maybe. that. Well, I mean, that's that's how it's, the Cerberus Assembly started in the first place, wasn't it? It was yeah. a coup. Like, it was a massive mage fight in the, se- oh, in yeah. the city yeah. center. And they're like, hey, we're going to, like, kill each other. Let's mm-hmm. <laughs> let's make a club. Um, I was just looking it up because I was trying to think with the Cobalt Soul. We might see... Um, I had to look up his name, but it's Demid Sunlash. He's the Cobalt Soul researcher of the moons that they met in Uthodurn. Yep. I would love uh-huh. to see them return because they're the ones that were just like, you know, talking yeah. all about Katha, but they had some stuff to say about oh, Rulers yeah. that they did not listen to. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That would, that would be a really fun uh, callback. I mean, it's po- – oh, and because, like, the Apogee Solstice is coming around, it's possible that that scholar or that Cobalt Soul member mm-hmm. is going to Eos. Oh, yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That would be the perfect place for them to show up. Yeah. Let's go. I wonder, I wonder if any – of the cast would even remember that per- I know we will. We will <laughs> if they introduce themselves as such. I, re- I reckon Marisha and Liam would, at yeah. the very least. Because mm-hmm. they weren't interested in talking to him. It was just like, at yeah. the time, the moons did <laughs> not matter. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But now they're all the It'd be good too. Like, if, he was, if he was a gnome living in Uthodurn for a while, it'd be nice if like, he and Chetney knew each other as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, but Man. we can speak a bit more on the the Keyleth stuff because I thought it was really nice, um, and it was funny during that scene, like Marisha seemed like confused, like as like you know, am I supposed to respond to this message or is yeah. Matt going to? 
Pachinus yeah. or something. Um, but Matt Matt played Keyleth very well. I thought it was mm. very very nice, very nice scene. Um, uh, and it's, um... I, I was I was expecting the chat to go more crazy. I mean, our, our Discord chat went yes, um, <laughs> but the Twitch chat didn't seem to as mm. as pumped as I as I thought. I guess we've kind of always known it was a likelihood that yeah. there would be ascending to Keyleth. I think from a metagaming point of view, they've tried to avoid as long as they could, but it makes perfect sense in this moment for Orem to reach out. But it's also leading into like, uh, oh yeah, I'm just going to point out, we've got in our title episode 30, but we're talking oh, about 31, 31 as yes, well. Yes, we're talking about 31. Yeah. Let me update that <laughs> yeah. Episode 31. Oh, update Um <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like the we're seeing these little bits of Orem too that we've talked about about how this guy's taking on a lot. This guy's got a heavy load. Um, I loved not to jump ahead, but I loved his kind of not so much outburst, but just declaration of hey, we need to if we're doing this, we need to take it seriously. We yeah. need to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, work together, be responsible for ourselves and be responsible for each other. Um, he was like, I, I saw a lot of people saying like, you know, he was just being a strong leader, but I think there was a little bit of rage there. There was a little bit of anger in what he was saying because yes. one, he was scared of what had just happened with SCG, which we'll talk about in a bit. But uh, I think there was a bit of kind of exhaustion from mm -hmm. what he was experiencing. Um, he's a great leader for the group and he keeps kind of putting it on, um, Imogen, that she's a leader and that they listen to her, but I don't think he recognizes how much of a leader he himself is. Mm -hmm. If you come from a place where there is a leader like Keyleth, like it'd be hard to view yourself as a, as one. Right. Um, but Orem, Orem, yeah, he's kind of really taking control of those sorts of things. I like how they pointed out about how he's the sane one. He's the <laughs> the one that hasn't like gone off. But I'm excited for when he does. I'm excited for. Right. <laughs> Because, because I, it'd, be, it'd be very sad, but we keep we can't help ourselves. We really can't we, help ourselves when it comes to Liam's characters. True, and we realistically we don't really know a whole lot about Orum. To be honest, we mm. know he's from the Arashari. We know that he was married to Will, mm -hmm. and now he's on a mission to figure out what these assassins are. Like we don't really know a lot about his upbringing, uh, back, yeah. like deeper backstory stuff. Um, there could be there could be some some layered trauma there um because yeah. in Orum's speech he was talking about how every one of them has something that could set them off um yeah but include himself there could be something yeah. that will set you know Orum I, off on something i i like the theory that it will was ruined a spawn and he was the initial target yeah. for the attack mm -hmm. um and i i'm feeling like when they corner the person who was responsible for the attack it like Orum might let loose which mm -hmm. Cool, I'm down for it. Yeah, but it could yeah give me give me that angst. Give it to me. Yeah. Great. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm reading this chat. Oh yeah, I, she I'm. She trusts Imogen, but then she did not bring out the other novel. Hmm. Yeah. The um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for him. I one of my favorite uh one of my favorite other D and D podcasts. I did a really good thing once where the character was experiencing a lot of kind of. Um, negative trauma and you know just things kept going wrong and mm. 
they kept trying to keep an upbeat personality and keep things together, but it was just getting too hard. So they eventually ended up taking a level in Barbarian because they needed oh, an outlet for their rage. Yeah. I'd love to see something similar happen with Orem. Like if it's just constantly building up and, you know, oh, eventually dang. lets loose if they yeah. take a level in Barbarian to have an outsource for mm. their rage. It's a bit funny not having a Barbarian in the party. Oh, wait, no, we do. There is a barbarian. Never mind. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Ashton's a barbarian. Hold on a second. Never mind. Uh, no, that, that would be a really fun moment, too. If, like, Liam never says that he's taking a level in barbarian, but then all of a sudden, like, he's he's gearing up for yeah. when I'll, he becomes Yeah, I would unhinged. like to rage. Yeah, and he's like, well, I would like to rage. Everyone's like, whoa, what? Uh, yeah. That'd be great. I was even... Because whenever, like, big moments happen... I try to view it through the context of like if it was a live show and like how the mm. crowd would react and stuff and it kind of makes moments uh, more exciting and stuff so I'm like oh man the crowd would be going ballistic right now um, if this mm. was a live show um, and there definitely the, the past few episodes um, and especially last night's episode definitely have a lot of very very uh, huge moments that would you know cause a reaction um should we should we talk about the FCG FCG <sighs> shenanigans going down? Dear Lord, that was like it was incredible and scary at the same time. It was, time. and I oh boy, I was just I was I was also nervous, but I was like smiling the whole time. Because as yeah. soon as like Matt was like, you take four points, and then Sam was like, oh no, oh, oh yeah. no, I was like, here it comes, here it comes. Yeah, I. Um, it was great. It was great. The build up, the 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 going limp. Oh, and I guess I mean to to rewind a bit, we can talk about like the dancer message. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that that yeah. was what kind of triggered it that, that was it yeah off. so because there was that first one before they went to sleep where it's just like leave me alone how'd you find me leave me alone and it's like yeah that's not good <laughs> that's not the kind of positive reinforcement we were searching for yeah, no. um uh and then yeah and then the second one just like you know what you did that, that was like oh <laughs> yes oh yes I think, because I think there's always that theory and like there's always just that thing in the back of my mind that, oh, oh yeah. you know, FCG, Murderbot did this. But yeah. even, but I feel like, well, for me, I kind of always pulled back a bit because I'm like, but no, but in the memory and image and story of the memory, there was a, there was a monster. Yeah. There was a one-eyed monster. So they fucking got me. They got me good. <laughs> You've been bamboozled. Yeah, oh, I'll bamboozled big time. Um, yeah. So when, yeah, when they like, went limp and you know mm -hmm. the points had tallied up i was like oh yeah oh no this is this is the precursor to something bad yep. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. and trust travis to push the button oh, um, of course of course yeah and it's Amazing. funny how a lot of them started to see it coming um, yeah because then like when travis bonked fcg and sam was like well i guess i'll do and everyone's like uh-oh um, yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I guess I'll just buzzsaw him and everyone freaking Amazing. out. Oh my god. So good. So good. I, I mean, we we love PvP. Yes. Um, yes. But just the build up for it because we always I know. Like, like come on, snap. SCG snap was just always. 
Yeah, snap, pretty much. Um, which sounds awful. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. But it's good, good watching. Um, because and and we, we we later learned that these points are stress points that yes. XCG's been taking, and this is kind of what we've also talked about, like mm. in previous uh, episodes, we discussed how, like, man, what if all of this dumping on FCG is gonna like take a toll on them. Like there's yeah. a lot of emotional weight now on FCG with it. everyone like and, venting to, to them and and all this stuff. Like, what if it becomes too much? It's um, part of the empathy. Like, I'm, I'm wondering if it is part of the empathy domain. This one aspect, or if it's just I think it's specific just to FCG. The the kind of having to take on other people's problems and they do build up and they do. And I think when we saw previously when. They were getting names mixed up and they were getting information mixed up, you know, and they were kind of like yeah. um, glitching a little bit. I'm reckoning they were right on the, the cusp of the points. Um, because I think mm -hmm. the, um, if I'm looking at it mechanically, what I'm thinking is it's like, you know, five or six points in a day and you hit it, but when you rest, they reset or something along those lines. Because I can't imagine it's going to be, because they've been taking points for a while. Maybe it's like, you know, 20 points or something, but I, I, I want it to kind of seem like something that is more capable of happening again, I guess, because it's interesting. Um, but yeah, because I think they hit two points or they had two points and then they hit four points from the dancer conversation. So they yeah. went right up. So that's in like one day. Um, we don't know until we get the mechanics. We don't, we don't know, but, um, it'd be interesting. I like this idea of them hitting a cusp and it yeah. almost kind of breaking out. It'd be it'd be interesting if if it is linked to the domain, or if it's just FCG specific. But mm. it would be interesting if it is linked to the domain. You lose the stress points. You have to talk about your problems and things that are you down as like a way of like releasing some which, of that stress. Um, which they never do. <laughs> which they never do. Exactly. Yeah. So that makes sense that they reached a reached a tipping point. Or yeah. it could be linked. Do their Aormaton kill mode. Um, yeah. Where maybe, maybe it's like, it's like maybe not, it's like not enough processing power. Like yeah. they, there's too much information coming in because they're missing the back of their head as well. Yeah. We, we have to recognize that. Like the hair yeah. that they have is like cut wires. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they're not quite um, not working at full capacity. Um, but no, that was wonderful. It, and the fact that too that they were releasing the stress points technically by saying really hurtful, harmful things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my that God. Was, that was wild. That um, was wild. But... Uh, but, no, we also saw Wardner in this fight yes. go a bit dark yes. as well. Hey. I think, was that the highest amount of damage done by a player this campaign so far? 50 like in one turn? Six or something? Or was it 50? It was 50 total. Oh, 50 total? Yeah. It might be. That might be. That was all. That was a lot. Uh, yeah. That, that, that was almost a wild spell. FCG. Um, and she felt warmth in her heart as she did it. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You know. Fucking, you know, fucking Delilah, fucking Logan. Delilah. I kid you not. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say fucking Delilah. <laughs> but it just it oh. adds, man. This adds so much more to the scene then, because then Lana was like, oh shit, like, I almost, like, killed FCG be because 
I let my yeah. emotions get the better of me. Delilah's voice, you know, mm -hmm. saying some shit. So, but they had, they had literally just had that conversation with Delilah, saying like, you know, your friends are gonna betray you. Like, yeah. you, this is you're I'm the only one you can trust, sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it was just the perfect maelstrom of bad timing. Uh, <laughs> and it, oh, but maybe... the fact that there was another null rock involved, yeah. like we. We see that Delilah has taken some more energy from that, from the yep. one that was shattered. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know if she knows about the one that's in Imogen's bag, but I imagine she can probably sense it somehow. Um, yeah. Which, which I want to, I kind of want to talk about that Nile Rock a bit because I think that was a oh, yeah. dick move by Fern. <laughs> like, yeah. That like, that that angered me a little bit. Like not like, not angered like yeah all that sort of stuff, but just like that's. That's more than chaotic. That's a little evil to do because we we can see that... I, and I don't think Fern did it to be mean or anything. Right. I think she did it because she knew how much Imogen liked it. But it kind of shows maybe a little bit of... Uh, I don't know. What's the word? Like, it was bad. It was inherently bad and affecting her badly um maybe fern just wasn't cognizant of that she wasn't like she didn't pay attention to that because it seemed yeah. like a thing like it's like you know it's, it's like your friends are recovering alcoholic it's just like i'm just gonna slip a little drink in for you like it <laughs> felt a bit like that um yeah i guess fern didn't know what happened last time but maybe but it just i was just like oof yeah no it, um it, yes and and Orem did mention it he did like very quietly in passing say Fern slipped one of those rocks into your bags mm -hmm. to Imogen but then left there was no support after that statement we don't know what Imogen's yeah. going it could to be do did it, was Fern aware that the rock had just broken I like don't know actually now thinking about it because, like, I'm, not, if, I'm not sure if she at least knew that the rock broke how much it meant Imogen, but not knowing yeah. what the consequences that involved with the rock. And in yeah. her mind, she'd be like, oh, she, her, her rock was broken. I'll yeah, could this be. One. Could um, be. Could be. Again, that, that's speculation because we don't know if Fern actually did know mm. all the details involving the other gnarl rock that they had. Yeah, indeed. Um, but no, but now there's another gnarl rock in play. Uh, yeah, now, <laughs> like, now we got another one. Hey, we got yeah. another one. Ready don't for that Lord to touch it. Gonna be fine it's gonna be fine um but shifting back to scg again the uh <laughs> that opening that opening line of like i guess i'll just buzzsaw him and then like everyone like going crazy and stuff like i just imagine like that being at a live show and just the riots in the crowd yeah that would that would, have been that would start wild. um would be so much fun which is why man i wish there was just more more live shows, or at least more, like theater shows, like in, in, mm. in stuff. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get my, set up at my, your theater. My cinema to uh, to play Critical Role. I just want them to come to Australia at some point. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been out here as a group. I don't think so. Uh, uh, are there like are there, like big conventions in Australia? Really. There's a couple. They're not as big as I think any of the stateside ones, mm. but they could, they could come out. They could just yeah. have their own convention. Exactly. Just come out for yeah, like, that's where traveler con is. Yeah. That's where the, 100%. Shop. 
It'd be the only thing is though, it would be swarmed. It'd be impossible to get tickets to. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if they're doing one show, it's like every critter in Australia would <laughs> want to go to it. They yep. need a stadium. They all oh, do mm. a stadium show. We've got big stadiums oh, here. Wow. Do a stadium show. I'm oh, gonna like, email. Like, I'm gonna send like an email off to our contact. <laughs> I send an email that. off to our script contact. <laughs> that, would be, that would be insane, actually. That many people going up. Uh, but yes, so all of that with, with FCG. But then the uh, yeah. what were some of the things that he said? He rolled up to Chetney and was like, why don't you just shut up? Shut yeah, why don't you just was, shut up? I was like, oh, oh, that okay. Was a, that was pretty fun. But um, it, it seems yeah, like it, calling it's... Yeah, her parents. Like, yeah. Your parents oh. don't love you. Yeah. Um, you were never alive to Lordna. Ooh. That's, oh. that's the one that, that got me the most. Um, yeah. So it was like, as FCG was dying, going unconscious, they, mm. they just had to get that last little bit out. Yeah. The, you were never alive. Ah, so good. That's so the, good. This is the angst I want. Adam's been asking if I'm happy. Yes. Yes, yes, I am. I am. We're very happy. We're very happy. Thank you for asking. This, that was the angst that I have been waiting for. Because it's like, I mean, yes, it was sad. Everyone broke down. You know, everyone's got some trauma now, but it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It, 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 was, it, was, worth, good. it was worth everything to me. Uh, but that, that's just that's just me personally. You know, everyone here already knows that I love angst here. It's... That's just, hey, that's what I'm yeah. all about here. And it feels I feel. Us. It feels us. It was very cathartic. We need to feel sad while watching you yes. grow. That's what yes. we need. And now everyone's on edge. Exactly. And, but then Perfect. this makes. It that's makes, what we're happy. Yes. It makes for more interesting story. Like, it's. For, for me, an interesting story involves heartache, angst, trials, yes. tribulations. All of that, all of that because stuff makes for good character. Growth rise up out of that exactly. is so. My favorite exactly. word is cathartic. It's cathartic, and it yes. feels good. Yes. And oh. yes. and if it doesn't rise up, you can sit with that angst. It's with you forever. Yeah, yeah. that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Exactly. Um, yeah. Because now the payoff of when they come back together and things are resolved is going to be that mm. much better it's gonna be so good and and now now i couldn't wait for the angst and now i can't wait for the resolution of all of yes. this stuff that that happened because it makes yeah. that even better makes it even better mm-hmm. i'm all about mm-hmm. i'm all about payoff yeah yeah uh, the lows and the highs as long as it makes mm-hmm. sense and it's not you know the lows just for the sake of having lows um and i don't think this was the case here like we we knew potentially something like this was going to happen like a tipping point you know a boiling point would be reached and then boom mm. something bad was going to happen it's yeah. just a matter of like who you know what's the context of the situation what actually happens um it's so now now we got it and now there is mm. a, a i don't even know if it's a clear path uh that they're on right now <laughs> They have options. Yeah, clear is not the word. No. Clear is not the word, but there is a path in front of them. There, there is. A, there, there's a path somewhere. Yeah. Um, that they have to find. Would mm. be a better way to, to <laughs> say it. But, hey, we can't forget, Freshy. Freshy's still around. 
they can't, can't, can't get trashy. That motherfucker. Uh, still... Oh, what's his face is going to be upset if they don't get trashy. I can't yeah, remember his Lord, name. Lord something I, back in the I Isocross, which is it's not Isocross. <laughs> yeah, Lord Isocross. Esteros. Esteros. Yeah, Lord Esteros, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, um, it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, because now, yeah, now no. they're in it. Like, originally, like, Esteros was their, like, their key to... You know the upper echelons of society and stuff, but now they don't even mm -hmm. need that. They are in the thick of they things. They don't need it. Who needs it? They don't need Astros anymore. They've, they've got more answers from Basarus than they did at the universities. Yeah, in, yeah. In they Drusar. Like they were in Drusar for like what a week in game, and fucking nothing was was learned. <sighs> nothing was uncovered. They've been in Basarus for what three days. <laughs> and all it's hell is broken loose. Brutus is a fucking prison. Uh, FCG is a killer yeah. bot. It's yeah. Oh, Adam makes a really good point though. Trashy is their meal ticket to a free trip to Yios. They need that ship because I don't think they're yeah. going to be able to walk there in time and walk back. No, they won't. But they could get no. mounts. They've got the they've got the the crawlers, the canyon crawlers. Whatever they call. That's true. But I don't know. Excuse me. I don't know if those are going to be fast enough. If, mm. if time is of the essence. They might have to play nice um, and what the Paragons call to get that airship get there. Mm. It is probably their best bet. But I, I think they're going to talk to Dancer first. Which is also to dance interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's got to, you got to think, as soon as they engage with the Paragon's Call in any way, they're opening themselves up to Otahan, and we can presume that Otahan would have some knowledge of Imogen, and now Fern as well. Like, Otahan's not just going to overlook the fact that there is a satyr, like, yeah. wandering in. Meanwhile, they're looking for a satyr from the Feywild. Yeah. And... Who knows? Maybe she can just sense me with a rude as well. She's like, oh, a rude as well and sated. That's odd. Mm. Like, who are your parents? Yeah, it's... and now we also have to always expect, or at least plan for, lewdness maybe just popping up somewhere. This dude, anywhere. this fucking guy. Like, what if lewdness <laughs> is in Yeos also? Oh, man. Uh, yes. It's uh, not Yusa. Like, as we were saying, it's not Yusa that's waiting in Yeos, it's Ludinus. My uh, god. Like, there's... Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I wonder... Ooh, I wonder who took over the Archmage of Antiquities on the Assembly. Like, I wonder... I, I don't think they would be involved, but... No. But Antiquity, it's kind of, it's kind of the big deal. That, that, it's kind yeah, of what's happening. Is. It is. Oh, Gotta fill it. Gotta fill it. Uh, but how do we feel the conversation with Dancer is going to go? Because we might get more information on where FCG was picked up. Yeah, I think like I think so. I think if we can to them. I think if we can get that kind of information and learn about FCG's role in in her group, um, yeah. it would be really good because it obviously seems to be like you know when they take on too much, that's when they they break. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd love to know more information about their role in that group. I'd love to know about, you know, yeah, wh where did SCG come from and what modifications did you kind of make? Because um, there could be some aspect of that. Um, 
yeah, I, I think it's going to be a hard conversation to have because I think if they in any way let on that they're with SCG, it's going to be very much like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, going to want to talk I, I to wonder them. how capable, like, Dancer and the other companions were because if SCG was able to just single-handedly massacre all of them, either yeah. their stress, like, reached a very terrible tipping point where they actually were, like, I don't know, even more powerful than they were in this hmm. state, because it seemed like... Oh, moving fast? Yeah, FCG was getting bonuses in yeah. this. Like, it seemed like they were yeah, attacking... Yeah, the like advantage of attacks and things like that. Um, definitely... I think also they might have been sleeping when the attack happened. Oh, yeah. That's also yeah. also fair. And I wonder what... Yeah. Man. And I wonder what happened then to set them off. And that, mm. that's the other big question, because I wonder if they will actually ask dancer yeah about the i reckon the attack i think maybe dancer was talking to fcg during the night of the attack and things were revealed or things came up that oh, maybe. overloaded the stress points um man oh man we we have we haven't even <laughs> talked about ira we haven't even talked about oh, the goddamn nightmare right. king ira feeling the crown yes. and messing with Fern's yes. parents for yes. six years yes let's God. yeah let's 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 bring it back Bring it back, yeah. Why? Ira, why? Did, why am I a dummy? Why did I, for like a, a smidgen of a second of the past couple of episodes, think, "Oh, Ira's not that bad, actually." Like, not okay. He's bad, but thinking like, "Oh, Ira might be a useful kind of uh, gray ally that they can rely on somehow." Yeah. Why did I think that? Nope. Why did I think nope. that at all? I would, I would die in the Feywild. I yep. would go and be like, hey, I'm, I'm a Lana, and just shout my name out yeah. to everyone and like instantly be dead. Yeah, um, I because... he's a bastard man, for sure. <laughs> he's a bastard man. Yeah. Oh, is Lord. What fucking... a dick. Yes, literally, <laughs> seriously. And then like all of the vague talk of like, because remember when they were looking at Brutus and stuff, and and then they were all of a sudden like looking at it, and, like moving around and stuff, like ah, yeah, that will that will go they, everywhere. This this mysterious they, um, that he was talking <sighs> about, and then Wall of forcing the <sighs> the telescope again, so they couldn't see what what Ira was trying to find. Um, it's yeah. I listen. I st I I can fix. I can fix him. I still have hope for. Ira. I can fix Ira. Um, I do understand that Ira is definitely a very chaotic individual, but hell, I like him. I like him. I yeah, like he's him. still very interesting. I kind of like him. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's just the way Matt plays him and like hmm. the voice and everything, but. I, and I think Matt was born to play fey creatures. Yeah, and like, I, I think it's. It's also because Ira, Ira knows who they are. They they know, yeah, how, they know their capabilities. They know the fuckery they're involved in, and they own it. They own that yeah. shit. They're not trying to lie to anyone, and they're not trying to sugarcoat yeah. anything. They are who yeah. they are, and I think that's, not that's they're just withholding. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> that's we learned nothing good. from as okay. <laughs> that's a funny part. <laughs> That's different. Maybe we can fix him. Maybe we yeah. can change Ira. That's different. Asmodeus is the Lord of the Hells. Ira. Okay, listen, the Nightmare King is a pretty uh, metal moniker, but I don't know. Oh. I just feel like. Is that, but, but yeah, so didn't. didn't 
Maybe this was in our previous episode, but didn't Ollie think that Fern was only like 14 years old or something? Mm. All, the, uh, all the, again, timey-wimey shenanigans that were going on. I think, and there's timey-wimey shenanigans with Morrigan doing, like, you know, oh, yeah. sending time. Yep. But then there's also the fact that it was revealed that they were having their memories messed up by Ira. Yeah. Like, he was, it's like, you know, potentially any time they disagreed with what he was doing or they felt like, you know, they didn't want to work with him or anything like that. There was just smeared memories, which is what I think we've seen when there are modified memories have occurred. That's yeah. how Matt's and trying he, to get he knew he needed Ollie and Birdie to complete yeah. his Yeah, because they needed the weave lens. Yeah. <laughs> which... I know, I know people were bad about it, but it was my favorite moment in the episode <laughs> was Ashton smashing the weave lens. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was, was good. I think it was a little, it was a little bit, and it's not a criticism because I do it all the time, but it was a little bit of metagaming from Talison's point of view of, <laughs> you know, oh, well, if it's a magic item, it won't break. And that's just comment of like, um, depends on the enchantment. <laughs> Tuttle goes, yeah, yeah interesting. <laughs> it was my favorite moment. And, like, I'm not I'm not anywhere near mad at Ashton because mm. I thought it was an amazing move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just be like, I'm just going to check if it's still magic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's broken. Oh, and you and smashed broken. the pieces. That's and so fucking funny. <laughs> no, but, but it, like, moments like that are good, like, tension breakers. Or yeah. just, like, a, like, something that just, like, Okay, like, it allows us to take a breath. Like, there's all of this information being thrown at us. There's all of these, like, this high tension. And then something like that can just break it for a few moments, let people relax their minds uh, for a moment. So mm. I do think moments like that are needed and necessary yeah. uh, for, for a story. But what... Why, then, was Ira so desperate to have something of this constructed like what stake does ira have in ruidus stock we don't know he just likes building things apparently like he's I, true i maybe that's just their their true calling not making like this <sighs> but then who's this they that he's talking about not it's so, not just the unsealy court is it i want to think maybe he was looking at the paragon's call and looking at odahan during that scene Maybe. Because yeah, we know yeah, that yeah. Otahan and Ludinus and the Unseely Court were the ones involved with the contraption within the Unseely Court yeah. at the time. And then Ollie and Bertie stole the crown. He's like, well, I'm just going to follow the money, pretty much. Like, I'm going to follow the crown. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and now he has the crown and news coming back in 29 days for yeah. the crown, which oh, they yeah. promised, promised them. Yeah. That's Lord, right. Dude. Dusk was a character that we have to remember about, and that whole deal <laughs> that was made. Uh, there's, just been, there's just been way too much. And I, I feel like thinking now back to Orem's comment of, I'm trying, Dad. I'm trying. Uh, yeah. When Orem was like, trying to keep the group together, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to keep it together now with all of this <laughs> other stuff that with all this stuff that's going down um but that, that was a very a very sweet but also like slightly heartbreaking comment that Aura made of like i'm trying dad i'm doing my best here um, give me your strength i have to look it up to remember it because there was another 
instance in this episode, something that very something minor that I'm thinking is going to become a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the oh yeah, it was the um, when Ashton settled down and took out the helmet of Hishari from the bag and was just staring at it. Yeah. I want to hear people's theories on this. Like, what's going on with this? Because what we know about the helmet of Hishari, this is the lore drop we got with her in the museum. It was a piece, set of armor from a, a, a settlement or a town or something. It was in Isura. And it was a right. cult that worshipped the elements. They were kind of like the Ashari, but, you know, extreme and cultish in their behaviors. Um, and then they just disappeared. They just ceased. There was, like, no no survivors or maybe one survivor is the thing I think there was no survivors um, but the only thing we have from it I'm just double checking here mm-hmm. Shari no that's Ishanai that's the wrong that's the wrong thing completely um, uh, the one thing we know about it uh, yeah yeah no survivors the one thing we know about it is that Ashton had a familiar sense to it had some mm-hmm. kind of vague recognition of this armor so what's happening there <laughs> like is is ashen from that place like we don't have a timeline of this but this is like you know how old's ashen early mid 20s how long yeah. ago was this cult was tried is we're it, talking about elemental kind of again, if it things is elemental we do know that i mean ashen's obviously an earth genasi based mm. in the elements um, yeah that that could be connection but that is, that is an interesting idea to bring up is what potential connections does ashen have with this cult is it bloodline related perhaps um is ashen actually super fucking old or maybe is the dunamantic magic having an effect on oh, their cool. memory um, well yeah <laughs> i feel like yeah. Like, sorry, that sounded really dickish. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think so. I think one hundred percent. I'm I'm excited to though because it is, it feels like there's a, st- a lot of stuff happening with the silver as well. We've had like some Vasselheim mentions. Oh, yeah. If this was like a, a thread for Isilra, I would I wouldn't mind visiting Isilra at some point too, because. Excuse me. We've only had very small bits of that continent from Campaign One. Mm-hmm. Like Vasselheim was obviously a major oh, yeah. part of Campaign One, and a little bit of the Fire Ashari were in Cam. Were in Asilra. So, uh, oh, and I guess they did go to the north of it too. I want to see more of Asilra. Is what I'm saying. I want to see more of that continent and kind of uh, see if there is some connection to this thing. I don't think Matt wouldn't have made the comment of it being a familiar site if it weren't important. Um, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to know. I want to see. And the fact that it's like uh, on Ashen's mind for them to take it out and stare at it uh, is also interesting yeah. too. It's another little. Oh. It's like that's that's Tao pulling on the thread. That's like, oh, I'm interested in this thread and where it might go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. <laughs> There's so much happening. There's so much happening. Literally, every single character has some, like stake in what's going on right now yeah um except maybe chutney except maybe chutney actually uh unless uh, maybe his werewolf shenanigans is connected to ruidus or something yeah but everyone well, else he's got the gorgon on that gorgon yeah who knows when they'll even be able to do that shenanigans because we've got 
Laudna with Delilah, um, and then also connecting that to Lewdness. We've got FCG with being a killer bot from Aeor. Uh, yeah. We've got Fern, obviously heavily connected with all of the shenanigans that's going on because she's a yeah. freaking Rudus born, uh, it mm -hmm. turns out. Um, Imogen, obviously, with the dreams and the powers in, in Ruridus. Yeah. Orum was, was uh, He's affected by the, the, these Grey Assassins and stuff. Yeah. Um, Ashton uh, being connected with this Dunamancy stuff, which is connected to Gianna, which is also connected to Ludinus. There's, there's bits and pieces all connected yeah. together. Meanwhile, Dorian's off yeah, in Kyle, super fucking rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Having the time of his life. Probably yep. paid off his brother's bounty by now. Just having a great time. Yes. And, and then, yes, so, and Keyleth can send words. So, and then this is where my big crossover, <laughs> and again, when I, say, when I say crossover, I don't mean that I think, again, like, Vox Machina or members of the Mighty Knight are going to yeah. come in. I think it would be more behind-the-scenes stuff, like, maybe Keyleth contacts them again and it's like, I've got my friends doing these certain things mm. to, to help out. I don't think they would actually make yeah. a direct appearance or anything like that. But obviously, yes, if this world-ending stuff uh, with Rudis becomes more of an issue, I think it would make sense for Keyleth to send word to Alora again, like, like you were saying before, the mm. Council, Alora, maybe other members of Vox Machina. If Ludinus yeah. is directly involved, we know how Caleb feels about the Cerberus Assembly. It's possible he is still yeah. keeping a close eye on Ludinus and stuff. Finds yeah. out Ludinus is trying to do some shit. I wouldn't be surprised if he attempts to do something. Maybe calls in Essek. Maybe calls in uh, Bo and the Cobalt Soul yeah. um, to, to do something here. So I definitely see behind-the-scenes stuff happening. Yeah. With other Allura tells friends. Yusa. Like, yeah. Allura and Yusa were friendly. Yeah. Yeah. As Let's well. get it. So I am... Ugh excited for the potential of all of these different major players coming into it but also we have to consider that they are the bell cells are very low level so i'm wondering if all of this stuff that's happening is actually just set up and we won't actually yeah. get most of this this stuff to be fulfilled for a little while at least a month for when the apogee solstice happens yeah um might be a very slow month. Like, slow in the sense yeah. of, like, multiple episodes. There's going to be no speed up. Which then... But then... Because then I wonder, like... How... It's interesting. Because then... They need they need a friendly elf wizard to teleport they, yes, into Eos. exactly. <laughs> or they, they need powerful allies, because if there is some kind of, like, climactic battle that happens, if they don't have allies, they could lose depending on who's there, because mm. while they are capable, they are strong, if they encounter these Grey Assassins, or Lewdness is there, or something, yeah. they don't stand a chance. Yeah. They don't yeah. stand a chance. Even even Odahan is like a is like a war hero, like massive kind of strength and skill behind her, and the Paragon's core, like a literal yeah. army of uh, mercenaries. I It's yeah. hard to see the Bell's Hells opposing those forces, and mm -hmm being successful in direct combat. It, it might yeah. have to be, you know, more sabotage um, mm -hmm. than anything else. But but we still don't know. We literally still don't know what is going to happen at the Apogee Solstice. Yeah. We can theorize, 
based on, I mean, we've only got previous content to theorize, but if you look at the last Apogee Solstice we saw in streamed content, mm. it was a release of things. There was, you know, the massive power surge, um, release of multiple things, realistically, in Calamity. So, yeah. you know, we can theorize that too. We still don't know what the fuck is happening with Ruiters. We've got our theories, yeah. and I think they're pretty safe and sound. Yeah. I um, agree. But we don't know. I the confirmation that I loved it that the the weave they saw around Ruinus mm. was reminiscent of the Divine Gate. It has to yes. be a prison. It has yeah. to be the Divine Gate was designed by keep, the yes. um the what are the good gods called? Uh, prime deities. Prime deities. It was designed yeah. by them, so it makes sense that the gods putting something in a prison would use the exact same kind of magic. Yep. Like, oh. God, I need to know. I want to go to Yeos myself and read those papers. <laughs> yes, and let's not forget, uh, as Stormy Boy saying in chat, Lady Briar uses Celestial Solstice to open uh, the Vector yes! Portal. Maybe Delilah is also planning something for this Apogee Solstice, like an even bigger Solstice coming up. So, uh, stress. Because it was, because it was, was it the Apogee Solstice when Vecner ascended, or was it? Oh no, this was in that. No, because wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't the deal that when they tried to open the the portal in the ziggurat, it was too early. It wasn't at the solstice yet. Mm -hmm. Isn't that correct? Am I misremembering that? Because I thought yes. it was too soon, and they're like, "We need to do it though, because this yeah. group is yes. here to destroy yeah. us." And it wasn't until a year later, during the actual solstice, that Vector ascended. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I think that, that is right. At the very least, the first part was right. But yes, uh, the Briarwoods yeah. did it early because they had to. They were pressured by Vox Machina, yeah. essentially hot on their heels. Um, right. And that was yeah, Vecna was like, "You fool! You fucked it up." Yeah. <laughs> Gave you a very direct timeline on this, and you mm -hmm. you fucked it. Yep. I fucked uh, up. So, but now Delilah so seems oh, to yeah. be only in it for herself. Yeah. So. It would have been a celestial solstice, not an apogee solstice. It's right. every couple hundred yeah. years. So who knows what oh, she can accomplish with an apogee solstice? She's obviously yeah. absorbing energy and power through various means, gearing yeah. up for something. Yeah, she and wouldn't have been... Well, she, she probably wouldn't have been alive during the last apogee solstice. Or if, if she... I have to figure out the ages. She would have been very young. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's exciting. But we gotta wait a month. A month, month. in-game, in-game time. Yeah. For all this stuff. And we have to wait two weeks for the next episode. Oh. Uh, they're gonna be taking last week, last week off. Free. Every month. Uh, it always, it's uh, always when it's climactic. It's, it's actually crazy how often that, the, the break happens when there's. Yeah. It might be good, uh, though, because honestly, right. there's so much happening. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, we, we do need like, that <laughs> week to, to process all of the information we've gotten, everything that's happening with all the characters, so much. Um, <sighs> with all that being said, is there anything else people want to bring up? Is there anything else that what we forget? How is everyone else doing? I guess let, let's start with yeah. that. How is everyone else feeling about all of this stuff? Uh, feel free to feel free to answer that. I feel like I can guess what everyone's general <laughs> feelings and sentiments are because it's been a lot. It's been a lot, but it's also what we asked for. You know, we we asked for this. 
Yes, this, we this have is the grave we dug for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh lord. I, no, I been... don't have any complaints, yeah. but it is a lot. But I'm happy. Yeah. No, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh yeah, the first talk with her parents, so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many, so many things coming on. Um. They should Ooh. visit a tech person who can make a remote control for FCG. They can shut him down when he snaps. <laughs> That's true, because now they have so, to figure out stuff for FCG and all that. It's, I, yeah. it's nuts. I lo- I did love in that scene, though, when FCG was hanging down and Fern said, I just want to get inside of you. And it's like, no, oh, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, Slow down. FCG's a person. Um, right. Uh, man. It's a lot. A lot. But... I suppose if there is nothing else uh, to bring up, we can go ahead and uh, all the episode there. So, oh, everyone, God. take a deep breath. Sense. Take a massive <gasps> breath. <Yeah. laughs> and let it out. And let it out. Uh, don't forget Don't forget to... Breathing exercises, everyone. Calm. Calm. The stress is at its peak. Let's, uh, let's take this week off to decompress yeah. and, and relax. So... As always, everyone, thank you so much for for joining us, everyone who tuned in for the live stream, everyone who's going to be watching this on the YouTube upload or Apple or Anchor or wherever else this podcast may find itself, Spotify. Thank you all so much for showing your support. It definitely means a lot to us. If you are looking to support us further, be sure to follow us on Twitter at WhatTheSheepPod on Twitter for updates on when we go live, if we have to miss a week, all of that stuff. Be sure to follow us there. And also be sure to check out our website, whattheshippod.com. Uh, Links to those are in the description down below, as well as our own socials. Um, so be sure to check those out. Give us a follow. It means a lot to us when you when you show your support. Um, yeah, thank you, as always. Um, and of course, don't forget to love each other. Spread the love to everyone you meet, everyone you see. But most importantly, don't forget to love yourself. That is the most important thing you can do. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Drink some water, eat some food, get plenty of rest. I am proud of you. Thank you for being here again. And so, everyone, with all of that being said, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning, day, evening, wherever you may be on this glorious earth. And we will see you all very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.